when it comes down to it, like if you are a business owner or you are wanting to become a business owner, you want to run your own business, you want to freelance, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you don't want to work for one company or one person, right? Right. The biggest lesson as a business owner is you got to learn. Like you have to have to have to learn because there's that saying, you don't know what you don't know. Oh, yeah. So it, – and it's so true because you don't know what you don't know. Um, but if you are not willing to learn from other people, if you are not willing to learn from other people's mistakes or other people's um, experiences like success stories and things like that, you're not going to succeed in business because the whole, the whole premise of business building is built off of learning and tweaking. So you learn something and then you tweak it. Oh my God. It's so true. It's so true. You are listening to the We Are Not Safe for Work podcast. Your hosts, Renee and Nadja, will dive into all the different reasons why some entrepreneurs become unemployable. Okay. And we're recording. That was a bit weird, but here we are. That should be normal. Right. So right before we started recording, there was some tech issues but also Renee was having a funny situation where she's talking but her microphone is slowly rising <laughs> just kind of yeah it's just doing its own thing um, so it's not heavy enough one. no it's really not I even have a little weight on it because this microphone is so light yeah um but I guess it's not enough plus I think I need to like tighten the screws on it oh um, okay okay but that's the problem with that is that requires me to find a screwdriver and <laughs> Our battery- who, who knows where their screwdrivers are, like, off the top of their heads? Like, I know we own several. Yeah. I can't tell I, – I can tell you where I think they might be, and if I go to those places, there's a 50-50 chance it's not going to be there. <laughs> well, you know what our problem is? We have um, – somebody gave us some tools when we got married and, so, and a bag – uh-huh. And I think a bag for your tools is a terrible idea because yeah. now all of the tools are just in this, this, it looks so fun. It almost looks like a doctor's bag, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but now you open the bag and they're all just jumbled in there. So I don't want right. to touch it. I don't want to dig in it. I don't want to <laughs> get anything out of it because I'm afraid it's going to be owie. And so therefore I owie. just ignore it. <laughs> so. Oh, I love that. Yeah. This week our car battery died, and um, because on the Subaru, yeah, on the Subaru. Yeah. Oh no! Well, yeah, in the garage, of course. And yeah. you know, I think from that last story, you can get an idea of how handy we are. And um, so the problem is, we don't start the car enough. Since we got another car, we I was gonna car. ask: Is it was it dead because of inactivity? Absolutely. Yes. Okay, okay. 100% dead because of inactivity, which is so dumb. And <laughs> what turned into just an expensive adventure because oh, no. it was stuck in the garage. And so we're like, okay, our garage, our house, you've been to our house, you know this, but our house sits up on a hill. So our garage, right. our driveway goes down. But yeah. of course, the drive, the garage is level, but then the hill, right? So we're like, okay, we can at least get it out of the garage. So we couldn't figure out how to put the car because it was dead into neutral yeah seems like that should be easy but it's not 
So we YouTubed it and Googled it a whole bunch. And literally, I watched a video from an eight-year-old girl telling us how to solve this problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I know your husband has one of these. So if you ever yes. need to know, um, or do you know what to do? To put it in neutral? No, I have yeah. no idea. Because he's got okay, the great. electronic he's got the electronic parking brake, too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know how to manually so, override that. So in the Subarus, under the little screen, because ours is a 2015, I think. It's older now. Uh-huh. Um, and under the screen, there's like a cubby hole where you can Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so right. that cubby hole has a rubber bottom. So yeah. you get a screwdriver. I had to find the screwdriver, by the way. Um, <laughs> get a screwdriver. You should have seen this. It was hilarious. So um, get a screwdriver. Pull up that rubber thing, and inside of that, underneath that rubber thing, in in this space, um, you're gonna learn so much from listening to this. I'm sure. Um, there's a little hole, and you put this is bizarre, but you put your screwdriver in that hole and you push down. Okay. And then you put your foot on the brake, and you can put it into neutral. Okay. So is this like? This is obviously not common knowledge. I feel like no. that's not even in the manual. You know, like, how how do you know to do that? Well, I know it because an eight-year-old girl did Because an eight-year-old girl told you on before, YouTube. <laughs> before she could tell me this, I had to watch her put her lipstick on. Oh, my God. I don't know why, but that's what I did. And so we did that. And then... It's the truth. We can't make this shit up. Yeah. So then we um, ended up because Andy was in the car doing the screwdriver. I said, okay, fine. You just stay in the car and I'll get to the front of the car and I'll push it out. And I did. And that was pretty good. That was easy. And so then she got on the hill and we went too far back though. So that we were blocking the um, The sidewalk sidewalk a little bit. And it was, you Mm -hmm. know, right before Halloween or was Halloween. And um, this adventure started on Monday. We just got it resolved oh yesterday. So, yeah. So then um, we get it backed out. That was cool. I felt strong. I did it. I pushed it, which really yeah. was not hard. And um, then our neighbor guy, because we don't know what to do with batteries. We were like, we just need a jump. So we're like, we asked our neighbor guy. He's like, hey, you know, you're you're dude. You could probably do this. <laughs> and so... Um, he was like, yeah, sure. So then Monday he comes over and um, tries to put some special. He's a, he's a master electrician and he's like certified oh, in very cool. like 27 states in the nation. And he, yeah. he's a big deal. So we're like, this is kind of electrical. So And of course, being the dude that he is, he had some fancy equipment he brought over. Well, of course. Our, of course. And so the reason that we pulled so far back in the driveway so that he could get his big giant truck close to right. our car, but he didn't need yeah. to do that because he has awesome tools that he can find. Yeah. And so um, he comes over, he uses his fancy tools. He says, your battery's dead, dead, dead. You got to get a new one. And I was like, okay, great. Then I call him back and I'm like, so how do we get the battery out of the car? What kind of battery <laughs> do I get? What do we do? And so he's like, okay, pop the hood. I'll take the battery out. So that was the next day. So he took the battery out. Batteries are heavy. Have you ever they tried to are. pick up a car battery? Yeah. I can't yep. do it. I can't do it. I'm too too weak. So um, Andy could. 
So we picked it, she picked it up with all her might and put it in the back of our new car, our Lincoln. And um, we called around, we called Walmart and they said, yeah, we have one. We're like, great. So we go to Walmart, we're driving around the Walmart. We're like, where the fuck is the um, auto right. part? Wrong Walmart. Of course. <laughs> of course. So the Walmart that has the batteries like an hour away, but only five Oh my miles, gosh. You know? Okay. Yeah. So we're like, okay, fine. We can't do that. Um, so then we had to call four different places before we could get the battery. Oh my goodness. Finally got a battery. Um, AutoZone, I think. Yeah. Or maybe O'Reilly. Fuck, I don't know. Some stupid park store. <laughs> um, the guy was really nice though. He carried the old battery into the store and carried the new battery to our car. That was yeah. great. And then next day, um, our neighbor comes back over, puts the battery in car starts we put it back in the garage now we have a weekly reminder on our calendar to start the car just start the car yeah <laughs> just start the car with the garage door open we're not going to try to well, kill yes. ourselves or anything yes that's yes, very yes. important um well i could see me otherwise just, well, just being drive like, it drive it around the block girl that's too much trouble <laughs> <laughs> so then we took our um neighbor out to dinner which was nice our neighbor and his wife out to dinner um yeah. last night as a thank you for all yeah. of us because i mean this has been a big deal for him too you know right <laughs> yeah. and we did all that because we wanted to save money but of course but we had a nice dinner by the time we had dinner and i'm not complaining it was nice to have dinner with our neighbors and yeah was, i'm really grateful but the whole dinner was like 120 dollars. Sure. so by the time we did all of this we didn't save any money we could have just hired, hire, you know, called the AAA or whatever and paid them to do it. And it would have been right. so much simpler. And it took me two days of my life and um, all because I forgot to start the car. But you know what? Out of all of this, in return, you have developed a uh, better relationship with your neighbor. Yeah, they told right? us they're moving. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> moving to missouri oh that sucks i know man isn't that funny? yeah but isn't that how it always happens you're like yeah. oh my neighbors are so cool and they're moving yeah i know i know Bummer. so that's fun anyway thanks for listening to that everyone um, <laughs> that's the best story <laughs> well that's oh, the man. problem with blogging you never need to go anywhere you know that's true yeah. yeah. Well, and and that's what I was saying, like, because, you know, my husband, when he goes on gigs, um, usually what we'll do is I will drop him off at the airport or if they have a rental car, I'll drop him off at the office or his rental car pickup, whatever. So his car sits in the driveway. Oh, and yeah. I just I just don't even think about driving his car. Yeah. Um, but every now and then, like if he's going to be gone for longer than a week. Then, yeah, I make a point to, like, drive his car at least once, even yeah. if it's just to go pick up the kids from school. And, like, I can see the school, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like, from where we are, like, I just go down the street a little bit and then I can see the school. So it's not far. <laughs> yeah. No, that, but that's, at that's least good. the car runs. <laughs> right. And that's the thing. It's like. And I mean, you know, it'd been multiple years since we changed the battery on the car. So maybe it was sure. just time anyway. Yeah, it might have been just time. Yeah. Yeah. But I definitely think starting the car would be useful. <laughs> yeah. so. And we have two cars purely on principle at this point. Because okay. 
I hated not having a car because I gave, when our daughter was in college, one weekend we didn't want to drive her back home. And I said, just take my car, come back next weekend, and we'll take you back. Well, I haven't had a car since. Um, <laughs> so, typical nice. child, right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> my car is in Colorado. And, oh, um, my gosh. I hated not having a car, just pure on principle. I don't have a car, so you also live in Texas, and and the area that you live in, it's not walkable. No, you know, so you need you need the vehicles, right? So, Plural, yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. So now we have two cars. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, thanks okay. for sharing that story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So my with that my said, stories are nowhere near as funny. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, one more thing before, because we're about to talk about her mastermind, which I am so excited to talk about. But mm -hmm. um, this weekend, we have family coming into town. And so my wife's sister, so my sister-in-law, is coming into town, but she's bringing people with her um, from Germany. So she oh. has some friends that live in Germany. And um, she's been friends with this German guy forever. They've been friends for like 20 years or something. And um, he has a twin sister who, of course, is also German because he's German. And, sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> Turns out that's how it works with your twins. What? I know. And so anyway, um, so the two twins and his, her husband are coming and they're okay. obsessed. Apparently, people in Germany are obsessed with Texas. So they are so Why? excited to come to tech. I don't know. So excited to come to Texas and experience Texas. And I'm like, I don't really exactly know how to help you do that. So um, anyway, they're coming. <laughs> and that should be interesting. So I'll let you know how that goes. Yeah. They're staying at the winery down the street from us. Nice. These, I know, isn't that fun? There's a winery and it has these um cabins. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's where they're staying. Um Well, at least they're they're coming by when it's not the crazy well actually it's gonna be over these over the weekend it's gonna get warm again. So yeah, <laughs> So they will experience Texas weather in um in the sense of we're going from 40 degree temperatures to 80 degree temperatures yeah. in the same week. And it's normal. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they speak pretty good English, but we'll find out. Sure. Yeah. Should I bet they do. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> with that said, tell us about your trip. And I want to know, here's the things that you need to tell people. Okay. How long you've been in this mastermind, what it is, what a mastermind is what this particular mastermind is about, why you went, and everything that happened. Okay, I started writing it down, and I was like, that's too many questions. <laughs> so let's see if I just remember them. <laughs> that's okay. What is a mastermind? Okay, so a mastermind is typically a group of it, – it doesn't necessarily have to be like-minded individuals because you can be in different industries. But typically, the point of a mastermind is to gather – a group of people like curate a very specific group of people that you can learn from each other. Mm -hmm. So in this particular mastermind group, we are all business owners. Um, and I have been in this mastermind group since June, July of it's, this year. 
Yeah, it was over the summer. Okay. Yeah, so that's that's when um that's when I joined it and um it is an intimate group. It's a smaller group, which I actually love so much more than being in a giant mastermind and you're kind of like lost in in the crowd, you know, it's just mm-hmm. another it's just another Facebook group but in person. <laughs> right, right. How how many people? <clears throat> So there are four, one, two, three, four, wait, me, Laura, Heather, Angel. Yeah. There's four of us and then the host. So there's five total. And what I love about this particular mastermind is um, the host of the mastermind also participates in all of the exercises. Um, He also contributes like his takeaways. Um, He's part of the conversation, you know, like he's, he's involved. So he shares his journey too, which is really great because typically in mastermind groups, like the, the host is the, the person that everybody kind of sees as this is what we aspire to be. And they, they're just there to facilitate, right? Like they don't really participate in all the things, but he's very involved. Like he's very hands-on, which is fantastic. Um, is that unusual? It is unusual. It absolutely is unusual. Um, I have been in other mastermind groups where, like I said, the the host doesn't share their takeaways. They don't share their journey unless it's something that's happened to them in the past. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. Sean yeah. is really good about sharing like, oh, this is what I can implement in my business right now. This is what I can take away and then put towards, you know, what I am doing right now versus, oh, when I did this three years ago, this is this is the journey that I took, you know, and, and it feels almost like a detachment from um, right, right. from relevance. Right. And so, yeah, so it's really nice to have like both sides because he can say, this is what I did when I went through this a year ago or whatever. But he can also say, but this is what I'm taking away from it now. So I can implement it now in my current business or in this particular branch of my business, you know. Um, So, yeah. And this this mastermind, we we meet every other week virtually. Okay. So, so virtually we meet every other week on Zoom. We have um we have a Boxer channel, so we have conversations on Boxer, um in between our meeting sessions. And then mm-hmm. this was our this was our first in person gathering since we all were together, like when we were getting ready to join it. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay. So this is this is the second time we've all been together in person. How does it work with Voxer with a group like that? Does it get confusing? No, it doesn't get confusing because typically like we, um, since we are all relatively established business owners, there's, there's no, there's no constant chatter in it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. When people, when people go into the Voxer chat, it is very intentional. Um, Sometimes it's to share a win. Sometimes it's to um, just kind of like give an update on like the status of a project that they're working on. Um, sometimes it's for advice, but for the most part, um, it, it's it's very 
it, it wasn't structured that way, but I think because we are all established business owners, like we've had our businesses for a while. Yeah. Um, we, we utilize Voxer very intentionally. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little nervous about it because, you know, I have PTSD from Voxer. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I haven't used it in a long time. Yeah. Um, trauma. It's, yeah. It's, it's been a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah, so totally. Every time I hear that chirp, 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 I'm like, ah! Yeah. So I, have, I have to turn off my notifications. So my notifications for Voxer are not on. Um, but I get the um, like the little indicator. So like yeah. my phone will tell me, hey, this app has a new message. And I'm like, oh, great, because that's not as jarring. <laughs> One of the last times I used it, I absolutely lost my mind on someone and I really regret it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was unfortunate. Um, so, yeah, trauma for sure. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I hadn't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, mm. yeah. So once again, I was I was a little hesitant because I was like, oh my gosh, Voxer, great. Um, oh, all right. Well, I guess I'm downloading that on my phone again. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's it's been it's been really good. So it's it's helping to, um, I, I guess replace the the previous experience. Well, that's with Voxer. good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. So where did you go? So we met in La Jolla, which is about 20 to 30 minutes outside of San Diego. And okay. we stayed at an Airbnb that was um, like a block away from the beach, which was beautiful. Like if you went upstairs from the upstairs um, balcony, you could see the ocean like through the trees. I saw a couple of your pictures. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let me, yeah. let me pull that up again. I was like, oh, my God. And you were originally considering not going. I was originally considering not going because I had so much going on, um, not just personally, but, you know, also in business that I was like, I don't think I have the time. I don't have the capacity to step away from it for, you know, almost a week because it was Monday through Thursday. So I don't know if you can see that. Okay. I found it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So what I, what I would do too was um, because when I arrived there on Monday, um, I was the second one to arrive. My flight was relatively early and thankfully um, Houston to San Diego is a direct flight on United. Thanks United. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, cause once again, like I have so much trauma, <laughs> I have, I have a uh, travel anxiety <laughs> and well, this, yeah. my, tra my travel anxiety stories are for another episode. Like we will share all oh, of yeah. my travel stories another time because they are very involved. <laughs> they are. As a matter of fact, we, we at my house still talk about that sometimes, <laughs> your travel stories. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. I, um, I remember the stunned silence, and I was just like, "Well, this is what happened to me." And you guys are like, "What?" I know. <laughs> and okay. I'm so I'm so sorry to Tabitha for like traumatizing her because she was getting ready to go to a an international. To, to, trip. Oh right, yeah, she was headed she to was going, uh, South Korea. Korea, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, 
telling her my my international travel horror story and then i'm like oh no, no, no but this is like totally um a very specific circumstance so don't yeah this is gonna happen to you yeah totally yeah she looked yeah. terrified <laughs> I'm, so, yeah. I, I'm so terrible anyways yeah um okay so back to the mastermind so oh right four, right yeah it was four days like i said we arrived on a monday um we came back home on a thursday i don't know if you can hear my dog if you can't just ignore no me, i can't please. i can't okay um so we had like we really had two and a half um full days like intentional okay. days for for the mastermind and one of the one of my favorite things about this particular setup um that i thought was really unique because it was it wasn't something that I have experienced before in a mastermind group is um, on Tuesday, we had basically one-on-one sessions, right? With each okay. other, <clears throat> which oh. I was like, I was like, okay, so we have one-on-one sessions. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go into that, what were you hoping to, what was your reason for going? Were you going oh. just to have fun? Did you have something specific in mind? Yeah, so my my ideal goal, um, and the reason why I ended up saying, okay, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'll it's just yeah. a couple of days, I'm gonna go. I was looking for clarity. Clarity on saying no, right? Because I think <clears throat> excuse me, I think I have gotten much, much better at saying no. But at this point, because my my business made a pivot. Um, I started to question if I was saying no to the wrong things. Like, am I just saying no to everything because it's been drilled into my head that, you know, the most successful people say no more than yes. Um, so, you know, I was starting to wonder, am I saying no to opportunities that I should be saying yes to? Um, how do I differentiate if I'm saying no for the right reasons you know am I saying no because it doesn't serve our ultimate goal or am I saying no because I'm scared of the potential direction this Mm -hmm. could go you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. is it fear or is it actual like um I don't know uh experience is it actual mm, I don't know what I'm trying to say but you know there's, there's a difference can you speak to how your business pivoted yeah so we um, so my business, I, we do operations management and, um, it has always been a done for you service. So mm-hmm. we come in and take over the operations management and then we run the operations of businesses. Right. And so me and my team would go in, we would do our audit and then we actually project manage whatever needs to be done for the company that, for the client that we're working with. Um, But what was happening was, even though there is a team, let me close this door. I'm so sorry. It's distracting me. So I'm like, I bet people can hear this in the background. (laughs) Um, So back to what I was saying. Yes. So instead, even though we have a team, what was happening was these companies were, or our clients were asking me, me to come out to, you know, the team gatherings. They wanted me to 
be available for every single team meeting. Mm. Um, so mm-hmm. basically, it, it was turning into almost like a like an employee or freelance situation where, um, yes, I had a team, but they wanted me to be like really involved in everything, and I just didn't have the capacity anymore. It was it's not scalable, or right. at least for what we were trying to do, it was not scalable, and so. We took a step back and um, we were trying to decide what would make the most sense to change from a done-for-you service mm-hmm. to, I mean, maybe even like a do-it-yourself or done-with-you. With-you meaning, and, and what we decided was the done-with-you approach, meaning that we would come in, we would still do the audit, we would set up all of the operational systems that needed to be um, set up. We would tell, you know, we would tell the client what automations needed to be put in place. We would audit the, um, the team. So the actual team members, are they sitting in the right roles for Mm -hmm. what their ultimate goal is, what their vision and mission is for the company. And then we would set all of that up. So we would do it all, train the team empower them to manage the operational systems and then step back. And so that's one of the reasons why we pivoted. And then we came up with um, the name CEO Sidekicks because, right? I mean, I just, I love the name. (laughs) Well, it's a great name. Now, when you say we, though, do you mean that this allowed more opportunity for your team to come in and do these things? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Yes. So they're, they're a lot more involved in like, everything so you know like I have um my online business manager who has and she is so creative like she comes up with ideas out of the box she has experience working in um a uh assisted living facility so um that's the other thing instead of instead of helping all industries we decided that we were going to hyper focus on basically what is my sweet spot which is healthcare mm-hmm. okay so so we're focusing on the healthcare industry and so um you know it, specifically like private practices so these right. are the privately owned practices they're not associated with healthcare organizations or, or they're not owned by healthcare organizations and they're not um affiliated or owned by a hospital group um because we we are a firm believer of um, helping out the underdog, you know, right. and these private practices, I'm going to get on my soapbox for a little bit here, but um, these private practices are getting squashed by hospital groups and healthcare organizations because they have the resources, whether it's money or manpower, to basically um, push the privately owned practices out of business. Sounds so, like blogging to me, but yes. Yes, yes. So there was um, there was this statistic. Um, it, it was something crazy, like um, in the in twenty between twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty two, there was something like um, forty eight thousand, or was it four hundred and eighty thousand? See, now I can't remember the specific statistic, but there was a lot, <laughs> a lot. There were a lot of doctors, private practice doctors, um, that their practices were absorbed or purchased by healthcare organizations. Mm -hmm. And then 
And then their job satisfaction went down because they're thinking, okay, well, if I join this healthcare organization, if they buy out my practice, then I can just keep being a doctor. Like I don't have to worry about the admin side. I don't need to worry about managing a team. I don't need to worry about billing. You know, like Mm -hmm. I can just doctor. I can be doctor. Right. (laughs) And And what they discovered is when they were absorbed by these hospital groups or healthcare organizations is that they lost their autonomy. So now they're having to follow these rules and regulations set by the hospital groups and healthcare organizations, which is fine, you know, because rules are necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But now the doctors aren't able to set their own schedules. Like they have to ask permission to take vacations. They have to <laughs> yeah. meet quotas, you know, like, um, and and so losing that autonomy, which is the reason they went into private practice in the first place, um, they realize, you know, there there is a give and take. And sure. um, their their overall job satisfaction has gone down, which is incredibly sad because the doctors that went into the practice because they love caring for people, like they're really passionate about helping to heal. Um, those are the ones that are just leaving. And yeah. you know who's going to be left? The ones oh, that go yeah. into medicine because they want to make money. Yes. I, I yeah. So um, that's my soapbox. <laughs> right. Okay. So to recap. That was like a really big tangent, but. Um, no, no, no. You, it, it's okay. You asked the question. I blame I you. That's <laughs> okay. So to recap, you are sw- transitioning to CEO, CEO sidekicks yeah. where you go in and help them figure out. You don't just do it for you. You do it with them. With them. Yes. Right. So then now we're back to the um, mastermind. Mastermind. And you went there to see if you were saying no too often. So let's talk about you get there. What do you guys Mm -hmm. do when you get there? You were going to talk about one-on-ones. Yeah. So the one-on-ones, that that was the thing that we did on Tuesday. So we were um, given an overview like Monday after or Monday evening. Um, We were given a an overview of what Tuesday was going to look like. So, you know, we would have breakfast by a certain time. And then after breakfast, then um, we would start our one-on-ones, which meant that we had 45 minutes with our partner um, where one person is the expert and the other person is the one seeking advice from the expert, right? Okay. It's specific to their current problem their current business. So I thought that was amazing because we come from all different backgrounds. Like um, one of the participants, she's phenomenal at like live events. So um, whether that is um, like creating a travel experience, um, whether that is um, building an audience for an online summit, you know, like those types of things, that's what she's really good at. Um, One of the other members of the mastermind group she is a um marketing and branding like just guru yeah (laughs) so so she specifically works with churches right that's right you told me about her offline yes so she specifically works with churches but her brand archetype um quiz and the way that she approaches working with churches it applies to all industries. So like getting her advice on branding, um, brand voice, like, Mm -hmm. um, what is your brand movement? Things like that. That was, 
that right there, I was like, this was totally worth me coming here. Isn't it funny um, how that happens? It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, one of the other participants, she, um, she is also really phenomenal at marketing, but she is, um, she is an agency owner and she does white label. Um, she does like a, a white label operational system, right? Oh, okay. So that's amazing. Yeah. So basically, um, it's it's targeted specifically for marketing. So she she does ads management, and then everything is built out into her white label um, CRM. And um, like she and I nerded out over so much stuff. Wow. <laughs> it's it was once again it was one of those moments where i was like it's so refreshing to sit here and like talk passionately with someone about the same thing that nobody else understands or it it feels oh, like man. nobody else understands yeah. right yeah i totally get that i oh my god so yeah, much yeah so do like I get if that. you yeah. if you talk to another blogger and not just like a hobbyist right but right. if you talk oh, yeah. to another another person that like their job, it, their passion is building websites, like monetizing it, and then building another website, yes. monetizing it. Like when you talk to somebody like that, you're just like, oh my gosh. Oh, we, I know. I know. Can we talk all the time? <laughs> my neighbors on the other side, not the ones that helped me with the car, Jean and Louise, who listen to this podcast. So hi, Jean and Louise. Hi. Um, <laughs> they had messaged me and said, I want to talk to you about blogging. And I was like, okay, now listen. So I went over to their house and I said, I can literally talk to you about this all day. So you you got to get specific with what you want to know because otherwise this conversation will never end. Um, so I totally understand what you're saying. So, so, right, yeah. right. Okay, so you, you did your one-on-ones. Now, did you do a one-on-one with each person? With each person and we each took a turn. Being well, that must have been the- exhausting. Well, it was, but it was also like it's brain draining. Exactly. But it's also yeah. it's also really energizing because then all of, of a course. sudden you're excited, um, especially when you are. Actually, it was exciting on both sides because, like, when you are sure. playing, when you are the expert. So when we had our one on one, and I was the operational expert, and they came to me and they were like, "This is my biggest issue. My biggest issue is, you know, I have a team that's running smoothly." Um, but I don't know if we're ready to scale. I don't know if I'm ready to hand off, you know, all the things. And so they're, they're speaking my language because this is the kind of stuff that gets my brain turning. Right. So, right. So then I get all excited about, oh my gosh, have you ever done a, um, a delegate and elevate a survey? And it's like, what is that? Oh, it's from the EOS system. Have you read the book Traction? No, oh, I traction. haven't. Or yes, I have. You know, so so those are the kind of things that I'm like, oh, okay. So let me tell you about this. And <clears throat> during, so <laughs> I'm probably going to talk about her a lot. Her name is Barbara, by the way. <laughs> okay. But, but when Barbara and I sat down with each other and, you know, she was asking me about operational stuff and I was asking her about um, branding, positioning, and, you know, um, language. One of the things that during our session where I was the expert and I was explaining to her, oh, this is what you can do for your team because you have an established team. Like you're you're right on the cusp of just like really being able to step back and being a true business owner yeah. and focusing in your zone of genius and then your team running and doing what they need to do, right? Um, 
So while we're having this conversation, somehow it actually turned around again. <laughs> oh, okay. And and she because she had said she said, um, did you know that you are a curator? And I was like, what do you mean I'm a curator? And she yeah, was like, you are a cur a collector. Okay. So I um she said a curator is somebody who collects and organizes things, right? Okay. Or collects things and then organizes them in a way that makes sense to other people. So like a museum curator, sure. they curate yeah. the artifacts and they organize it and they they have it in a presentable way. So I am she said you are a curator of information because you gather all this information, you lock it away, somebody says something and then like that it comes out. So yeah. you've got it all locked away in the library of your brain and nobody can see this, but I'm like gesticulating wildly here. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the type of stuff that like <clears throat> this is when my energy is like elevated oh, yeah. because this this kind of stuff is is it feeds me, right? And so yeah, so we find that that happened a lot. Like one of us was playing the the expert and then we would help them, but then the conversation um sometimes it would like tweak a little bit and then they they start acting as the expert and then saying, "Hey, because of what you're doing, did you know that you do this? Did you know that you're really good at this? Did you know that? So it was a nice reminder that, oh, I do know what I'm doing. Like, I do have the knowledge somewhere. I just need to figure out, like, what's what's a nice universal way of presenting it or just be my true authentic self and explain it in the way that I like to explain it and then see who that resonates with. And so that was excuse me, that was a big um, aha moment for me because I realized that I had been trying to position my messaging in healthcare to the corporate way, like corporate speak, you know? So I was yeah. trying to be very polished and professional about it because I know that's how healthcare is. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, I'm like, but there, but if, if we are truly wanting to help the underdogs in the healthcare industry, you know, the ones that don't have um, unlimited sources of money, unlimited um, resources of people, um, personnel, things like that. Like, are, are we really talking to the super polished people? No, we're probably talking to the ones that they like to have fun. Like they have, they, they have their team dress up for Halloween, if it's in the middle of the week and they're seeing patients, you know, there we probably want to talk to um, to the uh, the healthcare practitioners that um, they inject personality into their clinics, you know, like that's who we want to work with. So, what do you do? What do I do? Yes, no, no, no. I mean, so like with that information, what do you do with that information? Because that's really cool. Yeah. So how so do you do that? that? So what I've done interesting. is I, we actually, I have a call with, um, or I have a meeting with my, um, my online business manager today um, okay. to kind of talk about that. But one of the things that I told her was let's really lean into it. So something that we did immediately, like an immediate action was um, I hosted a workshop on Halloween. Like we've been sending out invitations for, um, yeah, for healthcare 
practices, right, to attend this workshop. It's a growth workshop, and it goes over the the pillars, uh, the the operational system pillars. These are the things that you have to have in place to have a robust operational system, right? Um, so <laughs> what Sarah, my business manager, did was she changed all of my slides uh, to be Halloween themed. So oh, fun! Instead of like you know white slides with um you know yellow or blue like our brand colors and stuff yeah. like that just very like clean yeah um all the slides were purple the Fun. fonts some of the fonts like the bolded fonts were changed to like halloween fonts yeah so very very thematic right um she put little like images of ghosts randomly oh. but but this was the first time so i hosted that workshop on tuesday because that was halloween um I dressed up like I mean I didn't like dress up dress up but you know like I You're Harry I, Potter I had my I was decked out in Harry Potter because yep. I you know I have the um the the sweater from from the school that I attended in <laughs> my high school in Australia you know it was school uniform so I still had that school uniform sweater so I wore that I wore a um a button up shirt underneath I had my um my Hogwarts cloak. I had a wand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was fully decked out. Oh, I had my my coffee mug that was like, it was a Death Eater themed. Yeah. So totally, totally nerded out. But what I realized was that was the first time that I have hosted that workshop and I had so much fun doing it. Oh. Not that I haven't had fun before, but it was more of a very authentic, like it felt easy. Right, right. So that was the theme of the mastermind for me. How to find ease and flow in every decision that I make. Because it should be an easy decision, right? Like it shouldn't yeah. be something that you sit there and you overanalyze. I mean, it should be a very easy like, yes, let's go ahead and do this. Or no, we're not ready to do that right now. Or, yeah. or even a let's continue this discussion with the team. You know, like it, it should be, there should be an ease to it. So, yeah. so I was telling Sarah, because that was so much fun for me, I was like, we need to just go ahead and change all of our slides <laughs> and make it more us. Like, let's go ahead and lean into the pop art that we're using because CEO Sidekicks is about, it's like, there's a very superhero feel behind it. Right. But we're not yeah, saying yeah. we are the heroes. We're saying we're the CEO sidekicks. We're your sidekick. Yeah. We are we are the man behind the computer, you know, the the guy at the computer. If if you guys have watched Spider-Man, um Ned, he he gets so excited when he's like, "Oh, can I be your your guy at the computer? Am I the guy at the computer?" And and that's who we are. So we are the one that's telling you telling you the superhero, "Oh, to find the villain, go downtown to this building to get into that building you're going to go through this door on the side and then you're going to yeah. go up three flights of stairs that's us that's what we do dude that's really cool i want to do so that for really, bloggers that's really neat you should and you absolutely should because we're really 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 leaning into it now because i'm like yeah. i'm finding all the uh superhero analogies and you know like we watched um we watched ant-man and the wasp quantumania the other day because Lance oh. and I didn't see it in theaters yeah. so we we watched I haven't it and... I haven't seen it um, okay so either. we watched it and and as as we're watching it I'm like 
this is how big of a nerd I am. I'm like locking away. I'm like, oh, that's such a funny analogy or that's such a funny uh, comparison. Uh, I can use that for <laughs> for CEO sidekicks like when we're that's explaining funny. this. Yeah. Healthcare facilities. So in a nutshell, I, I gained the clarity that I was looking for and I did realize that um, – now I have the tools and I have the resources in me to figure out if I am saying no to the right things, like to the and right And do you feel like you are? I feel like I am. Yes. Yes. Good. Good. And, okay. Um, yeah. So. So how, let's, let's talk about this workshop thing for just a second, like the mechanics of it all. So how do you get people to your workshop? So right now we have um, on our team, we have a lead generation specialist. And what she's doing is she's cold calling. We started with local um, private practices. So local clinics here in sure. Houston. Mm -hmm. um, so she's cold calling them. And instead of just a, can I speak to your decision maker? Um, she's cold calling them to invite them to join the workshop. Like, Hey, we're hosting a workshop designed specifically for private practice owners or private mm -hmm. practice managers. Um, and it's about growing your practice, like making your practice more efficient with the team that you already have. Um, and so she's cold calling them. She's also going in person because um, during some of those cold calls, they have asked her to come by. They're like, okay. can you drop off a brochure? And so when they started asking for that, like enough people asked that I was like, well, let's make a, let's make an invitation. Let's make a flyer or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we made, we made a physical flyer that now we have an invitation to go to their office to drop off information and start a conversation. Um, another thing that I took away from the mastermind is instead of just her going to the places that have asked her to come by. Um, we're going to go together because oh. it's local, you know, right? Sure. So yeah. that way, if if the person, if they have questions specific to, oh, okay, so we see that in this workshop, you talk about automations. Like, can you explain a little bit more about that? Instead of her saying, oh, well, uh, you know, I, I'm just... I'm just the face. I'm just here to give you, yeah, <laughs> give you yeah. the flyer. Then I can be there and be like, I can tell you exactly what it is because I'm the one that hosts the workshop. So yeah. let me tell you about automations and how it can apply. So just having that um, that additional um, approach. Uh, we haven't started that part yet. We're starting it oh, next okay. week. So, well, because I guess one of my questions in this case is doctors are so busy. I do yes. they are you getting doctors to show up to these workshops or do it's they not struggle? The it's not the doctors that are showing up. It's the office managers. So either oh, the um okay. The okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, okay. so it's the practice managers that are showing up. But that's the other thing too. Um there are a lot of things like you and I have been working in the online business space for several years now. Yes. Um, I say several years, but it's it's I'm old. Almost, I, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so don't let this youthful energy trick you. <laughs> I am much older than you think I am. Yeah. Um, so the, there are, I hate the term tactics, but that's, that's the easiest way to describe it, right? Like there yeah. are tactics in the online business industry that have been used for 10, 15 years, and yes. it's, it's old school for the online industry. Yes. But in healthcare, it's, it's not that it's unheard of, but it's new. 
it's new to them. That's, so that, pause right there for just a second because that yeah. is so interesting. Because to me, I'm like another fucking webinar. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm just like, aren't we past this yet? Because I'm yes. so right. It's so, so funny. But, but you're right. But for, you're right. For brick and mortar businesses, it is different for them because, especially in healthcare, you know, a lot of it is uh, it's relationship building. You are seeing people face to face. Like telehealth was only something that boosted in popularity, like when everything shut down for COVID. Yeah. You know, telehealth was something that was kind of like, oh, well, I don't know. Insurance companies wouldn't cover it because they were like, that's not real medicine. You're not practicing medicine. We're not going to cover that. But then COVID happened. Things shut down. And then all of a sudden, everybody's scrambling to make telehealth happen. Yeah. So um, the fact that we are inviting them to a virtual workshop, you know, they're like, oh, we don't have to. Like we don't have to travel to a hotel, yeah. yeah. Travel to a hotel ballroom to see you speak about no. We're it, it's a virtual workshop. We schedule it during the lunch hour because we figured that's probably the most convenient time for them since they mm-hmm. either don't have patients or they can like eat lunch while they're at their desk while they're watching the the workshop, and then um. When we tell them, if you can't attend the workshop live, as long as you register, you'll get a replay. The replay is available for two weeks because we're hosting workshops mm-hmm. on average. It's like every two weeks. Um, and so... You know what this reminds me of? This makes me feel that? like... Um, this just shows how um, long we've been in this. But this reminds me a lot of when John and Kate started um, Podcaster's Paradise. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but that's just what's coming to mind for me. Yeah. Um, so it's the same tactics, just used in a different space. Yeah, and you're right because you're right. Things do, things evolve and mm-hmm. transition to different spaces. And this did start in the digital space. This whole concept of right, everything you're right. talking about. So it's really interesting to hear you using it in a brand new area. Which, and it makes so much sense as you're explaining it. Because when you're first talking about it, I'm like, oh, man, I'm trying to remember the last time I actually attended a webinar. Yeah. Um, You know, which is what you're talking about here. Yeah, Um, essentially, yeah. Yeah. That's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating. I think. Well, and and that's, that's the other thing, too. Like, right now, it really is like your traditional webinar where, you know, the host is the one speaking and the participants, they can chat in the, um, in, in the chat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like my vision for this workshop is once we start getting bigger groups attending, because mm-hmm. right now, you know, right now it's just like a handful of people, which is totally sure. fine. Cause I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's so much more intimate because then they can ask yeah. questions specific to their practice. Right. You know, it gives them the opportunity like, Oh, well this is what our practice is struggling with. And I can, I can directly address that. Um, but what the way I envision it is as we increase the number of participants, we can start breaking them out into, you know, kind of like what we did at the mastermind where I can say, Hey, we're going to split you up into, um, different zoom rooms or whatever. Right. Right. And, um, because you're all in healthcare, like you can, you can have a conversation with other practices to ask them 
well, this is what's happening with us. And then somebody can chime in and say, you know, we had that problem six months ago and this is what we did to change it for us, you know, and have a true discussion because I think that is something that's the collaboration in healthcare is missing because it's difficult Mm -hmm. for these practice owners or for these practice managers, directors to talk to other practice managers and directors unless they already have an established relationship with them, right? So this is a way to to get them together in one place and start having these collaborative conversations. Like that's that is the core of what we want to do with these workshops is we want to create collaborative communication environments. That's amazing. That is so so awesome. Thanks. I love it. I love it. So um, once again, we're still in the beginning stages of it because, like I said, this is a, a pivot, not just in uh, approach, but also in industry. So um, because we we work, work and have worked, currently work and have worked in the past with all different industries. You know, we've worked with um, brick and mortar, healthcare, wellness, retreat planners. Um, oh, what is it? Um uh, oh, gym coaches, uh, running coaches, uh, people who take people on mountain climbing trips, right? <laughs> like, right, right. So it's it's kind of run the gamut um, of industries. And so I feel like we have a very unique perspective because we have that type of experience behind us. But yeah, now I feel like this is very self-promo. So I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> No, I think this is fascinating. Besides, you know, listen at your own risk. That's so, true. <laughs> yeah. Um, we always said maybe, this would just maybe be us that's talking, this, right? So. I was going to say, this is going to be the um, the description for this episode is going to be uh, Nadja talks about her business. <laughs> I think you should just call it, I think you should title it, listen at your own risk. Listen at your own risk. Oh, yeah. Let me write that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, once again, the the mastermind, like, when it comes down to it, like if you are a business owner or you are wanting to become a business owner, you want to run your own business, you want to freelance, whatever mm-hmm. it is, you don't want to work for one company or one person, right? Right. The biggest lesson as a business owner is you got to learn. Like you have to have to have to learn because there's that saying, you don't know what you don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and it's so true because you don't know what you don't know. Um, But if you are not willing to learn from other people, if you are not willing to learn from other people's mistakes or other people's um, experiences, like success stories and things like that, you're not going to succeed in business because the the whole premise of business building is built off of learning and tweaking. So you learn something and then you tweak it. yourself oh my god it's so true it's so true right now i'm learning about pinterest and um oh my god all i feel like i'm doing is learning i feel like i'm learning and not producing right now yeah um because i have to learn yeah yeah and and the thing is like i have always considered myself a perpetual student like me too even um before I started my own business, you know, when I was working corporate healthcare, mm-hmm. um, I was a perpetual student. And, and I think that's also the reason why I was, I personally was able to 
move up the ranks very quickly in um, in my career because I was constantly learning. Like anytime something new happened, I'd be like, oh, wait, explain that to me. Can you teach me how to do this? Is this something I can do? Like those were always my questions. And so the IT company that we worked with, they loved working with me because every time they would troubleshoot something, I would ask them, so is this something really simple? And if it's yes, okay, is this something that I can do? Right. And then if it get you know, if I get stuck, then I can call you guys. And you would think, you would think that for a service provider, they'd be like, oh no, well, we can't teach you how to do that because then what are you gonna use what do you need us for? But the it's that's not how it that's not the truth. <laughs> they are so happy for you wanting to learn because then that removes one step from yeah. what they need to do. Right? Right. And usually it's that first step of, did you turn it off and on again? Like that's, I know it's a big joke in the IT world that that is a default yeah. answer. But I it hate absolutely it. But it's so is. true. Yes. God. First question, I'll tell you. Did I you miss, restart? <laughs> I miss a IT so much. God, I, I miss know, having I an IT too. department. <laughs> I miss it more than anything else about the corporate world. That's what I, I, I am miss. the IT department. <laughs> oh, I am too. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, it's so annoying. I, yeah. I want I want one. I want an IT person. That's what but I that's want. what I'm saying. You know, like if you if 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 anything, if there was anything you were to learn just from this episode, like listening to it, whether you are an employee or self-employed, a freelancer, a small business owner, an established business owner, whatever you are, if you are a human with ears that can yes. listen, um learn like continue learning as much as you can about Absolutely. everything <laughs> that's right oh my god i think i think if you're listening to this podcast you have to be a curious person right because i think in order to even be interested in these top the things that we randomly talk and about i was gonna say and also make it through you know oh, like an hour of us just talking oh my god do you think anybody's <laughs> ever finished an episode of this um yeah i don't know so, you said you said your your no, neighbors you're listen, right your neighbors yeah. would listen to it on on their road trip <laughs> that's right that's right yeah okay so um curiosity is the heart and soul of entrepreneurship oh my gosh yes yes yeah i think so what what mug i know it's a starbucks mug but from where i can't identify it this one's the manila mug oh okay Okay. So every time we travel, um, we are avid travelers. Mm -hmm. We always get the um, the You Are Here mugs from Starbucks. Mm -hmm. So we have them from Manila. We have Japan, uh, California. I just got – or I didn't get the one from San Diego because the one from San Diego, the You Are Here mug, was a San Diego state mug. And I was like, I just want San Diego, like, city. Do you have one like that? And so they, they had a travel mug. Oh. It just said San Diego, and I was like, okay, that I'll accept that. Like, I'll take that. This is um, acceptable to me? Okay. This is acceptable to me. I have it for <laughs> I have it for Vancouver. Um, yeah, me too. I was going to yeah. drink my Vancouver one today for a call, but it was oh. dirty. Yeah. yeah, mine's dirty too. <laughs> yeah. So. What else do we have? Um, I don't think we have one from Australia. How Maybe do you we not do? have one from Australia? I, I, I don't know. I, my brain has this thing where I'm like, because we don't have one for Houston either. Because I'm like, 
we live here. Why do I need Yeah, a I'm Australian, so what do I care? Right, exactly. So, yeah. so that's that's how I think. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm Australian, so why do I need a mug from Australia? <laughs> When's the last time you guys went? Was it uh, 2019? 2000... Well, 2019, we went to the Philippines for oh, my okay. mother's birthday. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was like 2017. Was it? Okay. Do you guys have it, any plans to go back anytime soon? To Australia? Yeah. I mean, there's always plans, right? Okay. But, um, do those plans come to fruition? Well, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm always looking for deals, so. Oh, is that right? Yes. Because yeah. I, I look for the deals where the cost of, um, like, business class is mm. is worth, I mean, honestly, that's a if you do a direct flight like um there no we didn't do a houston to australia so typically we go like houston to la lax uh-huh. so houston to lax and then lax to um sydney or um or brisbane okay depending on where it is right yeah um but typically there's a layover somewhere but that that leg from LA to Sydney, yeah, that's like a. F- it can be fourteen hours. It can be seventeen hours, depending on yeah. So it's yeah. I don't. Can hall. you do that in not business class? I mean, my God, I we, can't even. Yeah, imagine. so we've always done it in economy. Like we do the economy plus or economy premium or okay. whatever. Um, and because there's four of us, we usually take up the whole middle row. Oh, okay. so we have a we have a row to ourselves, and so the last time that we did that flight, um, it was actually quite comfortable because the kids were still little. Um, they had their own seats, but we we just lifted up our armrests and kind of like stretched across. So yeah, you know, like yeah. I was on one end, Lance was on the other end. The kids were in the middle, and then we could like stretch out our legs, and the kids could lay on us, and that made it. I can't even imagine being on a plane that long because I've thought about it. You know, I, I've yeah. like scratched Australia off of my list because I'm just like, <laughs> no, I can't. I just don't think I can do it. I just you that's, can do it. You can I mean, do it. I can't even I mean, get. I was going to say I was doing like yoga at the back of the plane. Like I'd get <laughs> up, I'd walk, I'd walk up and down the aisle and I'd go to the back of the plane, like over by yeah. the, um, the emergency hatch or whatever um because there's a lot of space there oh and yeah. I'd, yeah i'd be stretching and <laughs> yeah i could totally see that yeah oh my gosh don't scratch it off your list you can still do it okay all right i'll i'll, I'll consider it planes um, are only getting faster <laughs> okay okay good to know um do we have a call with lbt we do what time oh maybe soon <laughs> Oh, right about now. So, um, oh, let's wrap this up. I mean, I think we're I guess at a point Zoom? where we're okay, wrapping yeah. up anyway, right? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Um, so, so just so everybody knows, we um, we are very intentional about our time together, yes. and so we schedule monthly catch up calls with um, one of our uh, colleagues. You know, sure, yeah, colleagues, but a scurvy. It's scroopy, yes. Yeah. Um, but we're all friends, and so we we have standing monthly calls just to catch up because mm-hmm. 
you know, like this, this friendship is important to us. So we absolutely the time. Yeah. yeah, totally. So, okay. All right. Well, I guess I will hang us up here and I think that's in zoom, right? Is the link in the yes. calendar invite. Okay. It is. Yes. All right. I'll see you later. All right. Thank you.